Welcome to King of Glory Lutheran Church Education Podcast. We are a Christian community of faith located in Williamsburg, Virginia. For more information, please visit us on the web at kogva.org. Good morning. For some of you, good morning. For some of you, later morning. And to all of those watching online, welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Please, please, please. Awesome. This is. <laughs> I'm not Pastor Lestano. Um, I'm one of the. Um, how many? I, the last time we counted, there are eight retired pastors in this congregation. Uh, so um, we all kind of cover things here and there. I have been covering, off and on on Sundays, the congregation New Hope down in Chesterfield, Virginia. We live in New Kent, so Chesterfield isn't as far from there as it is from here. <laughs> and um, they're going through a transition time down there. In fact, um, I think on the 2nd of June, <clears throat> they're having a congregational meeting. Their numbers, probably on a Sunday morning, uh, is about the same as this Bible study, if not less. They've had some, if I look back at their history, they've had some real struggles down there. And they're thinking, uh, they also have a CDC, uh, a developmental center, Christian developmental center. Uh, that is burgeoning at its seams. So uh, they're going to have to decide, I think on June the 2nd, whether they might suspend worship to try to get themselves reorganized. Any of you would understand, and as, as good Lutherans or members of congregations, etc., etc., you would understand that if your core group gets burned out, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. It's hard. and you're all doing the same thing over and over again, um, it's hard to have life. <laughs> Now, my joke has always been to all of you is, was it last Sunday? One of the readings from last Sunday was from Revelation. And it, I just want to remind all of you that do get burned out. Remember when you get to heaven, Revelation reminds us we're serving God day and night. So you think about that one. I know you, there's a little catch there. <laughs> okay. Who had Mary last week? Pastor Fraley and Tara Wolf. Am I right? We were not here, but I, we watched it online. Yeah, you were yes. Did you watch it online last week? Yes. Okay. This is it. This is the last. Now, but you notice what I wrote on the board? Uh-huh. Four slash five. Four slash five. I had great difficulty deciding who the fourth one was, and I had the fourth one. And then reading one of the lessons a couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, there's a fifth one that I think we ought to include in today. So today I'd like to talk about two individuals that are important to me. One I think you know very well. The other one you might know. It all depends on um, what your church background has been and how active you have been in church. Let me give you the one you know. Oh dear. 
You know her? Yep, she's right there. There she is! There she is! So we're going to talk about you. That's why I asked you all those questions beforehand. I wanted to know who you were. So we're going to California. We're going with a military person. So we've got it all straight. So we all know Elizabeth. Now, is anybody else? The other one. Or you might know her as Dorcas. They're the same word. One's Greek. Okay. And anybody ever, there have been some churches that have a Dorcas society in them. Does anybody know? Were you a part of a Dorcas society? I was when I was little, when I was young. When you were young. Know what that was only a couple of months ago. Yeah, a couple of months ago. Okay. <laughs> I can remember Dorcas because of our, our uh, women's group. Okay, okay. So, Elizabeth and Tabitha are Dorcas. That's why I couldn't make up my mind uh, on which one is key. Because they both bring something in their unique way about fantastic and what they did. Let me start with, let me not hear what you know about Elizabeth. Now you have to understand my style of teaching, which is sometimes different than a lot of other people. My style of teaching is I ask a lot of questions. In fact, some of you know when I preach, I have a tendency in my preaching to ask questions and Lutherans kind of stand, sit there and kind of look at you like, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. So I always start out with my preaching saying, if I ask a question in my sermon, it's okay to answer it? <laughs> so, Mother of John the Baptist. Mother of John the Baptist. What else do you know about it? Um, when she was pregnant and Mary was with her, uh, the baby jumped. Good. Anything else you know about it? Who is she married to? Zachariah. Zachariah. Good. What else do you know about her? Well, she, we, we talked about her with Hannah. She was uh, too old. She was too old? Okay. Yeah. All right. What else do you know about her? She was there when Jesus was taken on the cross. Okay. Was she? Is that Elizabeth? <laughs> no. Mixing up with another. She's too old. <laughs> she might have been, though. Okay. One other thing, and, and, and I want you to keep this in mind because this is this for me is an important connection. You said all the important connections, but there's one more. Was she a cousin of Mary? Thank you. She's a relative. Okay, she's a relative. And I want you to play, keep that in mind because when you read the story of Mary and, uh, and Elizabeth and, you know, the whole thing, when you read it in Luke chapter 1, in fact, I want you, I'm going to ask you to read it again if you haven't read it. Why, here's my question for you. Why does Mary go to Elizabeth? Now, there are a couple of answers to that question. 
One of them is spiritual. The other one is social. Can anybody guess what's what? It's because she's pregnant and not married. Ah! She's pregnant and not married. Come on, let's put ourselves in a cultural time. She's pregnant and not married. You know, we, see, we don't think about these kind of things sometimes when we read the stories, okay? We, we, we read the stories only at Christmas time, and we get, caught up in the, we get caught up in the whole spiritual aspect of it, the relationship between, you know, John the Baptist and the forerunner of Jesus, etc., etc. But there's another subtle message coming through here. Mary is not married. She's betrothed to Joseph. But remember what was else going on. What was it? Have, why did the angel appear to Joseph? To keep him from divorcing her and her being ostracized. No, worse. Stoned. Stoned. Wow. Never thought, sometimes we don't think about those things in the stories, okay? So Mary, so in some senses, her coming to her cousin, her relative, leaving town. Seeking support, huh? Seeking support, seeking protection, yeah. shelter. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I don't remember this. Now my wife says I should, but I don't remember this. And I, you know, I'm one of those baby boomers. I guess I missed some of that stuff or what. When there were certain times when <clears throat> certain girls in high school right. became right. pregnant, and they suddenly disappeared, and they suddenly disappeared. Where did they go? To relatives. To relatives. Okay, to relatives. In a different community. In a different community. (laughs) Relatives in a different community. Yeah, I'm sure. What what did I miss? She said community, and I said state. Sometimes in a different state. Sometimes it's far away, and they would suddenly appear back as if nothing happened. Now I said to you, There's a social aspect to that here in the story that I want you to keep. Because that's what makes something about Elizabeth important. Not only is she the mother of John the Baptist, not only do we have this interaction between uh, her and Zechariah. Isn't that an interesting interaction between her and Zechariah? You remember the interaction between her and Zechariah? Sam asked, I'm testing you all. I really like, if you're going to do Bible study, you've got to know what the Bible's about, folks. Right. That's what we're here to learn. Well, you learn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, let me hold it. Let me hold it. Let's take a look at the story. Okay. He couldn't speak. Why? He couldn't speak. Why couldn't he speak? Because he didn't believe the angel when he was told he was going to have a child. Yeah, how old are these people? They were old. <laughs> well, it said old, it didn't say how old. Yeah, we guess probably 80s. 
Okay. In the 80s. Okay. Any of you in the 80s or before the 80s ready to have another child? So, but does Elizabeth believe? See, there's a different... But interesting, isn't it interesting? I want you to just think about all. I'm, I'm bringing all these interesting things out because I want you to see all the complexity of the story. We look at sometimes these stories of these fantastic individuals and they look like simple little stories. And you've read it over and over and over again. You've heard it over and over again at Christmas time about Mary and Joseph, Mary and Elizabeth and Zechariah. But I want you to hear the complexity that this is not just a simple story. This is a story how God really does work. Now I'm going to make another correlation. I'd probably get in real trouble for this one, but I can, I, I can do it. Okay. Zechariah is the pastor and... Elizabeth is the pastor's wife. Who's supposed to be more spiritual? God was careful with how I said that, especially anybody listening online. <laughs> Who's supposed to be more spiritual? You think the pastor would. You think the pastor would. Zechariah is the pastor. Yes, he's the high priest. He's the high. He belongs to a priestly family. He belongs to a priestly family. Oh, he's been in the pastor family for too long, and you know when you come up, grow up that way, that's a whole different ball. No, it's not. But it is. It's a priestly family. You begin to see some things happening here. Why I begin to pick on Elizabeth? What does she set down as an example? Think about it. She's very believing. She's very spiritual. She's very protective, isn't she? She's very caring, isn't she? You know, if if your cousin came to you from California, Elizabeth, <laughs> and said to you, I've got to stay with you because I'm pregnant. I'd be horrified. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let my friends know. I won't let your friends know. Okay. But I want you to begin to see things that are happening here, which for you, for me, shows the why Elizabeth is such an important person. I'd say, you know, when I first looked at Elizabeth and I was thinking about it, it, Elizabeth seems to be, you know, as I say, in the Christmas story... Or in most of our lives, Elizabeth's one of those, um, what do I want to say? She's not the main character. She's a support actress. Because in some senses, who's the main character in the Christmas story? Who are we focused on? The baby. The baby and, and Mary, right? And Mary. <clears throat> but what about Mary if it wasn't for... Elizabeth. She might have been stunned at that, huh? She might not have been there. I mean, but I want you to see how God interacts in using what he has to accomplish what he 
<coughs> needs to accomplish. Hmm. Okay, take a moment and turn to Luke chapter 1. And I want you to take a couple of seconds, well, a couple of minutes, read Luke chapter 1 verses, uh, well, actually it's a long reading, but you can take a couple of minutes and read. Read verses 5 to 25. shouldn't take you too long. Okay? A couple simple questions. From what you read, who's Elizabeth? The daughter of Okay, so she's out of what? Priestly line. Okay, all right. What's her problem? She's barren. She's old and barren. She's old and barren. Simple questions, folks, okay? Simple questions. Why was Zechariah in the temple? It was his turn and duty. It was his turn and duty. Uh, this is the temple. <laughs> this is the simplest form of the temple that I can draw. Okay. <laughs> this area out here is the court of the Gentiles. That's about as close as you can get. Okay. In here, who do you think was allowed in there? The Jewish guys. The Jewish guys, I like it. The Jewish guys, okay? The Jewish guys. Now, it, the, the, the temple could get more complex. I'm giving you the simplest version of the temple, okay? Interestingly enough, does anybody know who was allowed in this section here? The high priest. No. The women. Now, I, I knew I would get you on now. Okay. This is the priestly area. Okay. And this is the holy of holies. Okay. What separated the holy place from the holy of holies? Does anybody remember? What? It's important because something happens on Good Friday, doesn't it? Yeah. And always pay. And I always like people to remember that text because it's very important. Not only does the Holy of Holies and the curtain tear, but I always want you to keep in mind which direction the curtain tore. What? Top to bottom. From top to bottom. That, my friends, is not normal, is it? If you're going to tear a curtain and it's hanging, how are you going to tear it? You're going to go to the top and tear it down? No. You're going to tear it? There's a theological concept there, but I'm not going to get into that. So, his job was to go here, right? Mm -hmm. What was the priest to do in the Holy of Holies? Burn incense. What was in the Holy of Holies, by the way? Let me, I, I, I'm backing up. Does anybody remember what was in the Holy of Holies? The Ark of the, the, Ark of the Covenant. Okay. And let me see. I'm, I can't draw this too well. But. Okay. 
That's my Ark of the Covenant. Okay. Get it? These are, these are the part that was carried. This is the part where the... What was in the Ark of the Covenant? Anybody remember? The tablets and... Aaron's rod. Okay, so this is like a storage bin down here. What's up here? This is not good. You gotta remember my drawings. Okay. You know what these two are? Seraphim. Yeah, they're angels. The seraphim. What is this spot called? Presence. Between the two seraphims on the Ark of the Covenant. The mercy seat of God. And what was the duty of the high priest? To offer sacrifice. While they already offered sacrifice. What were they supposed to sprinkle at the mercy seat of God? Blood. Blood of lambs. Okay. Yeah, you know, I always have to. This is a side note for you. I always have to kid that I glad I didn't grow up back then, because blood of lambs spread on mercy seats in the heat of Israel, and there was no unless you had a lot of incense burning. <coughs> That's all I'm going to say. <coughs> Okay, but this was his job. So he goes in there, he's got his job, and he meets an angel. Okay, I want you to keep this all in mind because Elizabeth's already had her experience, and Elizabeth is good with it, isn't she? She's shocked. <laughs> Begin to see what's happening here. Okay. Begin to see what's happening here. Who becomes the strong one in this relationship? Elizabeth, isn't she? In fact, if you read further on, who's the one that gives him his name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Oh. Well. Because the angel told him. The angel told him. Okay. Call him John. Little more things out of the water. There's lots happening here, okay? But I want you to think of, the, of, of Elizabeth through this whole process. She becomes the rock, as I like to say. She becomes the rock for Mary. She becomes the rock even for her husband. She becomes the rock for the message, the story. Hey, did you ever pick... How many of you ever... I don't even look at verses. Do you know Elizabeth's song? Most of us don't even know Elizabeth has a song in here. Do you know Elizabeth's song? No. You know Mary's song? I bet you pay no attention to Elizabeth's song. All right, look at Elizabeth's song. It starts at verse 42 of chapter 1. And you have read it right through and you have paid no attention to it. In fact, it's in quotes. It's right before Mary's song and she says, in a loud voice she exclaimed, 
Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your your greeting reached my ears, my baby jumped in my womb. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. End quote. Maybe our Catholic friends better than we. Maybe. That's the Hail Mary. That's part of the Hail Mary. That's right. Bet you never paid attention to it. I said, because we read it as part of the text, and we see it as, well, she's just saying it. But pay attention to what it says. It doesn't say she sang it, but it does say in a loud voice, unless she exclaimed it. Okay. So this has been known as Elizabeth's song. We don't, a part of it, the thing is, we don't, have any of you ever sung it? It's not in our liturgy anywhere, is it? The Magnificat is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this part isn't. I want you to keep this one in mind. Here's a little thing for you to understand. And what does Elizabeth's song say about Elizabeth? She's blessed. Blessed are you among women. She's talking about Mary. 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 But at the end, blessed is she who believes. Yeah, especially the last verse. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. There is a statement of faith. There is a statement of faith. Elizabeth. Got a little different view on Elizabeth? Yeah. She's not just that little old lady that kind of shows up at Christmas time and 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 has a baby at an old age and has a son named John, has a husband who doesn't believe. Would you begin to see how God uses? How God's hand is amongst this Why Why she's literally so important? You have a good name. <laughs> Elizabeth. I think it's important also that she was on verse 25. Go ahead. She was um, grateful because um, the Lord took away my reproach among people. Because when you were barren back then, you were almost That's right. an outcast. Because who's going to take care of you? <laughs> if you didn't have any children, who was going to take care of you? <laughs> In the family system back then. Okay. Remember that that's the other thing I'm glad you pointed out, Elizabeth, that we have we this is some of the stuff we miss in our culture today and in our lives today. What was the importance of family? The importance of family wasn't just to have family. The importance of family was survival. Survival. Not only survival, but yeah, to be able to take care. Remember, have any of you did any of you grow up where you had Grandparents and others living in the house with you? Why? Was that part of the culture? Was that what, what did anybody say, is grandma and grandpa coming to live with us? Or was it just understood that grandma and grandpa were? It was pre social security. It was pre social security. It was. Not economic. What? Not survival and economic. It was. Okay. But that was the key of family. Yes? I gotta interject a couple things. 
Yes, sir. In verse 18, and Zechariah says, How shall I know this? And my wife, this is her Bible, he should have remembered the barren couples in the Old Testament. He should have. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you know what she like was saying? Abraham you, know what she was saying? you know what she was saying there? She was saying, Hey, Pastor, don't you know your Bible? <laughs> oh, my God. And the other don't thing, you know the stories? I've lived with my daughter and grandchildren because my wife is gone and I'm left alone. So I really you can identify that. with what you you're can saying. You understand that. Okay. that. That's part of something that we don't always think about. Again, I'm wanting to see some things that we don't always think about that are happening here. Okay. As I said to you, it's a simple story. We hear it at Christmas time. We don't hear it much other time. And we run right through it. Yes, ma'am. No, I, I was thinking, I mean, don't you think that Mary, I mean, she chose Elizabeth. Mary probably had lots of other cousins. She chose Elizabeth because she must have seen her in some way as a spiritual mentor. Um, I, I, I'm going to push back against the, you know, saying that Zechariah had no faith here. I mean, he's described as someone who's lived a righteous life and a man of faith. And Mary apparently wasn't afraid to go to his household, even though he was a priest. But, but she saw that household as, like they would say today, a safe space, a safe place to go. And she, she knew that, probably was hoping that Elizabeth would have that spiritual sensitivity to what was going on. And, and I believe that, and I think that, I think we see that in the story. I think we see that in the account. Okay. But Elizabeth was so much older than Mary. Right. Maybe she saw her as a mother figure, too. She may have. See, and what, what we don't, what's missing in the story for most of us is very simply, and again, we're filling in blanks, we don't know how did Mary get told to go visit Elizabeth. We have no idea. We can all, we can begin to see God's hand in that. You know, you know, was it somebody in her family? Was it somebody there? Was it, you know, the best person to go visit is in your situation is your cousin over there. Who's far, far away. Who is far, far away. <laughs> well, back then, far, far away isn't as far, far away as we think of today. Okay. It's only, but, but when, you, when you're walking, it, it's far, far away. Okay. And back then, when those when your communities back then are five to ten miles apart, and everything is done by walking, etc., they are isolated communities. Okay. Now today we don't even think about that. Okay, we don't think about that. But bringing up the whole fact, she's out of a religious family. She's out of a priestly family. He's out of a priestly. What better place to go? If I'm going to have problems, okay, we got there's a spiritual connection there too. And she must have seen it as that safe, spiritually safe, but also like you're bringing up socially safe. It, 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 it's understood, okay. As as we study the scriptures, we have to understand there there's a lot that's never told to us. But I think if you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to work through your heart and your mind to begin to see what's happening there, you can see how God's hand is at work. And how even in what seemed to be a dire situation, and it must have been a dire situation for Mary, 
in that society at that time to be betrothed to someone to find out that you're pregnant and it's not him guess what you are in real trouble, trouble. okay you know, we don't think about much of that in today's society, unfortunately, but that's a whole other story. But we have to put ourselves into perspective of what's happening. And so she's looking for a safe place. And where does she go? Yes, sir. In verse, uh, I mean, the angel told her, basically. I mean, there she is in a quandary, and, and uh, that the son will be called holy and so forth. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in old age has also conceived. Uh-huh. Oh, what, what verse is that? Is it, what uh, verse? I was waiting for somebody uh, to dig it up. 35, 36 oh, okay. of chapter 1. Has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with, with God. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, we'll throw another one in there. There are some people who have said, Mary went to Elizabeth because she was really... What? Probably scared. Well, no. If you're told that your cousin who's that old is going to have a baby. See it for yourself. <laughs> what? See it for yourself. I'm saying to you, some people say that, okay. I'm just pointing out, I like to point out all this little stuff out there, knowing what the spiritual aspect of it is. But sometimes, you know, all that stuff. But you would think that Mary would know this already. Okay. To me, when the angel... They have, they, remember, see, our problem with a lot of this stuff, okay, and I say this to all of you, because it's all part of our lives. Our problem with all this stuff is we know all this stuff pretty quickly when it happens in today's world. Okay? And we, we can't make those assumptions. And they're real struggles for us. If you're five miles away or so in another town, you aren't always going to know what's going on in the other town. You aren't going to know what's happening. Well, and then verse 24 says that Elizabeth remained in seclusion for five months. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, they didn't text each other. (laughs) But but the angel told her. But the angel told her. You're which brings in which brings right. in the whole spiritual aspect of God is at work in this mm. yeah. whole encounter. And nothing's impossible with and nothing's impossible with God. And he uses Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. He uses Zechariah. Mm-hmm. He used, isn't it isn't I want you to think about God uses what we would consider the standard, common, individual, you know, they may be of a holy family, but they're relatives, how God uses what he needs to use, when he needs to use it, to accomplish what he needs to accomplish. Well, and he let Mary have confirmation of, of what she had would be hard to believe. Did, did this really happen, or did I dream this thing that the angel came to me? But to go and find out if Elizabeth, it, you know, there'd be kind And that's why I was curious as to when they were talking about Mary last week. You know, you have to understand, what is Mary going through at this time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doubts. Doubts? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you know, and, and I know we, we jump all over the place, but most of the time we think Mary's in her late teens, okay? And it's different than late teens today. But, you're pregnant. And childbirth was dangerous back and then. Childbirth was dangerous back then. You didn't have Centera or all these hospitals around. You didn't have all the rest of this around. Yes. So there was, there was great danger in all this. And again, great danger not only in childbirth, but great danger you're pregnant and you don't have a husband. You don't have a husband. Whoa. Yes, sir. Unlike Zachariah says, I'm not in trouble believing this stuff. All Mary did, which was a sign of acceptance, is, okay, just how will this happen? Mm -hmm. But that was what Elizabeth did, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's that's what I want you to understand what's happening. So they weren't fighting it. They weren't fighting it. They weren't fighting it. They weren't fighting it. Acceptance. Wow. That's really good. Think about that, okay? And again, Elizabeth, even though she was, this happened to her even, she's, what, six months pregnant? And she's been in seclusion. You know, it, it's kind of, I want you to think of the support that gives to Mary. Okay. She's one of the fantastic four or five in the Bible. I said to you, we kind of skip right over her. We, we, we read her nicely the Christmas story. Oh, here's Elizabeth. We know about John the Baptist. But I want you to think about what the scriptures are trying to tell us about this woman. <laughs> and how important is she in the Christmas story? As I said, Mary may be the main character, but we've got all these... Elizabeth is a very important support to Mary. Okay? You got your story about Elizabeth. Elizabeth? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking about Elizabeth. Um, it's not just seclusion, but I, I, would, men, I would imagine back then uh, women didn't know for sure they were pregnant for several months. And, and she must have been having doubts. You know, I'm old. What if, this, what if I have a miscarriage? What if I. So she didn't tell many people that she was pregnant. There's a lot going on. Okay. But the key is, who is she? And where is she in the story? That's why she fits in one of the fantastic four women in the Bible that we don't always think about. Okay. The other one. Tabitha. Tabitha does not fit into the Christmas story. Tabitha does not fit into the life of Jesus. But Tabitha is very important in the life of somebody else. Peter. Peter. Okay. So, for Tab, for for Dorcas or her, for Tabitha, turn to Acts chapter nine. Forty-three. Yes. Okay. 
But I'd like to take your, I want you to just read verses 36 and 37 first. Who is Tabitha Dorcas? She's a disciple. Do you realize this is the only time in the Bible a woman is called a disciple? <laughs> yes. Couldn't we have assumed that Mary and some others were disciples? I just said that's the only time in the Bible it said. It said. Okay. She's a disciple. I got you. Got me. Okay. I'm not going any farther. Okay. Biblically. And what is she about? Anybody remember? Our good works and acts of charity. Good works and acts of charity. Maybe she's a deaconess. Maybe she's a deaconess. Now I want some of you, those of you that have ever been part of a Dorcas society or that, what was the purpose of those groups? Charity. Charity. You begin to make a connection that it was good works and charity that she did. In fact, we talk about the fact that she, they figured that she made a lot of clothing. She was probably a seamstress. Again, we go back and we have to put pieces together. Not necessarily does the scripture always say everything to it. But we go back and she might have been seen her. She was good. She was she made things. She helped people. She was caring. Oh, by the way, her name means what you see on the board. So what happens? Read the rest of the story. Some of you know the story pretty well, but if you keep on reading, uh, start at verse 38, read to 43. And maybe you'll begin to understand why it's important for Peter. They proved he did a miracle, and a lot of people believed in God after that. Holy Spirit did Little stories sometimes I think they get lost in the scripture. Well, first of all, we have a woman disciple. Secondly, she does a lot for her community. You would call deaconess, whatever you want to call her. Okay, the Dorcas Society, she's out there. And she died. Now, I was reading somewhere, there's, there's something interesting missing out of the story. Uh, let me see if I can find how the phrase goes. <coughs> I'll look at verse 39. And mine says, Peter went with them and he went and arrived in the room upstairs to the room. Uh, by the way, there's a little footnote to this. Notice that this miracle of raising of the dead takes place in an upper room. All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Why were they sad she died? 
according to this verse. They lost a resource. They lost a resource. Now I'm not saying that's a negative. This is a human side to the story, okay? This is a human side to the story. Tabitha, Dorcas, whatever name you go by, was very important in the community. She was one of those keystone people in the community, and she died. And what's everybody worried about? Who's going to make the garments? Yeah. Who's going to make the garments, or I'm going to make the other statement. Who's going to replace her? Yeah. Who's going to take over? Who's going to take over? Because if she is making all the garments and taking care of the community, who is she probably taking care of most of in the community? The widows. The widows. Remember, remember even the biblical. Remember the biblical injunction. Remember the biblical injunction, which we need to keep in mind sometimes for ourselves in the world we live in. That God's judgment on its society is how it takes care of its widows, widows and children or orphans. So that was a that was a norm. That's a norm. She's carrying out, and so the widows, she's taking care of the widows. She's taking care of the people she needs to take care of. And now she's not there. And weren't the widows probably helping her with the... Oh, sewing? I'm sure they were. Yeah. Okay, I'm not saying she does it all by herself. But, you know, it was... It was the Dorcas Society. They all got together and they worked together. She was their leader. She was their she leader. Was yeah. And who's going to lead us? Now, I say to you, there's not... You can't look at that. There's a spiritual aspect which we have to see in there because she's a disciple. Okay? And as a disciple, it would be understood that she is very spiritual in this. It's not just good works, okay? Okay. She's also proclaiming about Jesus, etc. That's why the phrase disciples in there, and that's why it's important to understand that. But it's also the first time a woman is given that title in Acts. Most people say it's in there, for some people they say that word disciple is in there to help you understand the whole story. Some people will say it is the first time mentioned disciple in there. Did you have a comment, Tony? No. I, oh, oh, I, I saw your hand out of the corner of my eye. I, I'm sorry. Okay. So we have now Peter doing something. <laughs> Peter doing something. How often do you hear? Where else have we heard us? Somebody being raised from the dead outside of Easter, okay? <laughs> no, Lazarus. Jesus was doing it, but this is the first I ever heard of Peter doing it. And when's the last time we heard it before Lazarus? Elijah. Elijah, yeah. Elijah. Okay. okay. So we have some connection here with who these individuals are and God at work in their lives and how God uses This is an important point. This is a key. Tabitha becomes a key in the life of 
Peter. Okay. In the life of Peter. We don't always think about that. Yes, ma'am. Where is Joppa? Near Lydda. <laughs> Where? <laughs> what, what's that comment? It's near Lydda. Well, it's a port, because that's where Joppa yeah, is. Yeah, it is a port. It is. A ship. It, it is a port. Yeah. Okay, it's, a, it's on the sea. It's on the Mediterranean Sea. Okay. I don't have a map. It's Haifa it. now, right? Isn't Joppa? Joppa? Joppa Haifa. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think so. so. It's, it's north. Oh. In, in, I think, I'm bad at maps, but I think it's... I don't have my maps yeah. memorized, yeah. But, but I think it's Israel's biggest port. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a port city on top of it, okay? Mm-hmm. So that just throws all kinds of little other things in here. But I want you to understand about Tabitha. She becomes a very important person that we don't always think about either. Some of you may have heard about her. I mean, how often have, you know... In fact, I realized this, this lesson here, Tabitha, was actually if was the second reading for last Sunday in the um, lectionary series, the general lectionary series, which is sometimes used by. The, 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 yeah, the Revised Common Lectionary Series. This was in the common Revised Common Lectionary Series last Sunday. Very often, so if it does come up, it comes up about every three years. Okay, But sometimes we don't always use it because there are other opportunities. But I want you to think about Tabitha. And I want you to think about what, what her life, who touched all these widows' lives, also touched the life of Peter and what effect that had. Well, and it got Peter to Joppa. That's it did. It, it gets him to Joppa, which I think there are parallels between Jonah, because Peter is Simon, son of Jonah, and the message that the gospel is for more than Jews. In both Jonah it had, it had, it had to, and to go to the port city, it had to. Okay. So Tabitha is very important. Not only in who she was, but her effect on the story of the church. Her effect on the story of the church. So are there Fantastic Four, or are there some Fantastic Five? More than five? Maybe there are more than five. Just some thoughts for you today. What time is that? I don't even know what time is. I got four minutes. Any questions? Time for what? No questions? Who would be six if we were going <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. If Tabitha's fame is because she was raised from the dead, then how come the sixth wouldn't be a guy like Lazarus? <laughs> Fantastic women. We should tell the story. Uh, Go ahead and tell the story. When Tara, no, when Tara asked 
uh, several of us to do something. She just said, tell, we, we were choosing heroes, which sounds like men rather than heroines. And when everyone sent their names in, we all said women. You told this the first week. When everyone sent names in, we had all chosen women. Oh, so yeah, it was yeah, not that we work. had to choose women, but it, it was the Holy Spirit. It was, it was. <laughs> but I think if you begin to see, and what do we talk about how the Holy Spirit does work? They are, they are the individuals in the scriptures that God uses that sometimes don't get the notoriety, don't get the publicity, but I want you to see how God uses them to accomplish, again, over and over again, I will constantly say it, how God uses them to accomplish what God needs to accomplish at the right time and in the right place. My wife's favorite passage is the, the Timothy passage, you know, at the fullness of time God acted and God does. At the right time and the right way, God knows what to do. Yes, ma'am. I was going to say, um, I'm sure you're all aware that the King of Glory feeds um, the people who live at Motel 6 once a month, as well as other opportunities during the year. And there are some unsung heroines that are I'm sure there are. Mainly yes. sitting yes. right here. Um, so if you want number six, oh. I vote for <laughs> but I think I think if you look at an overall view of what I think all of us were saying with the heroes, etc., they don't get the PR. They're not the heroes that you're going to make super movies about or something like that. They are common people living their common lives, doing, and I'm going to say it, don't hear me wrong when I say it, doing common things that affect the lives even us today. And, and, the, and we were told in the very beginning that God created male and female in the image of God. He created them. So, so to have a balance in the scriptures makes sense if we want to see what God is like. We probably should be looking at men and women. We need to be looking at all the individuals God used right. in the scriptures. Right. All of them. Yes, sir. I was just going to say the same Holy Spirit works in believers today. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the King of Glory Church Education Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God and His people, grow in faith and love, and live through service and sharing. Visit us on the web at kogva.org. 